Welcome to the 3D Disciples Podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. I'm your host, Hannah, and with me today, as always, is the pastor of FBC Clarion, Jason Hunter. Let's hit the trail running. Well, I always try to start off with a little story, and I end up talking forever. I thought it'd be nice to start this episode with just asking, how are you, Jason, today? <laughs> how am I today? Yeah, how are you? Um, it's been an interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, I'm going okay. Yeah. I'm going okay. There's some flashing some, lights outside of our yeah, church right now. A couple of wrecks around town. Sun yeah. shining. Yeah. I to go out and sit in some sunshine today, so that's great. And, yeah. Uh, I was talking to a, a, a friend, a new acquaintance from South Carolina, uh, they were up here visiting a couple of weeks ago when it was snowing and all that kind oh, of yep, stuff. Yep. And they're like, what's the weather like? And I'm like, it's 70. We're outside getting sunburnt. And he just <laughs> laughed because like, it's 70 at night in yep. South Carolina. Ooh, <laughs> so. yep. This is Pennsylvania for you. Okay. So back into it. Do you know, and you, I'm not sure you do, just looking at you, <laughs> what a shampoo bottle says on the back for like instructions? Uh, no. The last time <laughs> I used a shampoo bottle was about 1983. Oh I my think. gosh. Did you have like the long, like mullet hair yeah, stuff? Yeah, oh. I used to get it permed in I the back. I can see that. Short on top, spiked on top, okay. long in the back, ponytail. I used to have to get permed so it'd be curly. I love it. So like, this will sound familiar then. Um, on the back of the shampoo bottle, it says lather, rinse, and repeat. Uh-huh. Which what came to my mind when we were talking, um, the, the episode topic today is repenting. Okay. Um, and we talked about, you talked about in the sermon that, that we need to be something repeating. So just related to shampoo bottles, you know, <laughs> okay. Hey, that's a, you know, rinse. Yeah. Watch rinse and repeat kind of thing. That's repenting. Very similar. Uh, and this was kind of an idea that we talked back in the chasing infinity episode about like, I think this is related, like the progressive sanctification, right? Like, right. okay. Um, and I also just want to acknowledge, I forgot my manual. It's over there. Um, in the manual, though, there's a deploy action step, which is resources. And I just want to acknowledge that uh, I wasn't here during your repenting sermon, but it was really nice to be able to watch it over and over again online. So I feel like that this is something I want to mention to the people online that that's one of the, I feel like it's a deploy resource. I just want to keep that in mind that there are three Ds, display, no, develop, display, and deploy. There you go. <laughs> All right. And so I was, you're talking about all the sermons are recorded online. Yeah. Anybody who wants to watch them, they're there. They yep. can go back and review them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe some people just listen to the podcast, but uh, all of our sermons are online. And and another resource I can even make available, um, one of our uh, groups that started, so that's a, a group of like about 10 people, 8 to 10 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leader of that group asked me to share my slideshow that I do every Sunday with mm-hmm. them. It's in Google Docs. I just share it with them so they can use it in their group as they're oh, talking. Yeah. They're kind of reviewing things. So they got slideshow the, to kind of look over and that kind of stuff. So if cords or anyone who's wanting access to the slideshows or whatever, so they can kind of see them again, I'm more than happy to share those with anybody yeah. who would like to have access to those to look over them. Yeah. And a way to do that um, is on our website. There's the option with a plus sign and the talk to the podcast yep. or email or the mess, the text message yep. um, and the connect. Yeah. Just e- or just email me straight at church, Jason at FBC Okay. 
So there's the PowerPoints. All right. So I'm kind of starting to see the whole picture, I think, from Living Righteous. Because I was going to ask, if we recognize a sin in a brother or sister in Christ's life, how should we encourage them to repent? But I started to think about some of the other sermons. And I'm thinking that we must first search their hearts to see if they truly revere God. Mm-hmm. And then we need to see if they agree with their sin about God, like confessing. Right. Yeah. And then then maybe we can use, like see if their heart's ready to accept correction. Would that kind of be? Yeah. Yeah. So the, so it's very much a flow. Revere God. You always start with God. Revering God displays or sheds light on our sin. We can only see our sin as we see the the reverence as we revere God, you know, then our need for grace and faith, confession, repentance go together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so there's this progression kind of idea there. And, um, so let's just role play for a second. Like if I was your sister in Christ and there was something that I needed to repent about, um, how would you approach me? To, would you just immediately <laughs> say like you need to repent of it? Like repent how for yeah. the kingdom of God is yeah, at hand. Which we've seen. Um, yeah. Um, well, I, I think you know it, we're definitely called to be each other's uh, be to care for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that sister to sister, brother to brother kind of relationship, it's got to be a serious relationship. Um, you know, and sometimes it's almost got to be invited. Like you got to know somebody mm-hmm. that that you, that you can do that in. Um, and, and I think really the you know the first conversation is you know you know I have concern. You know, can I talk with you about something and getting mm-hmm. that permission to talk about it? But I think you think that the question is, what do you think about this? Do you think this is right or do you think this is wrong? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, you know where do where do you find this at on, on the scale of sin? You know, um, you know because really identifying, agreeing with what God's identified, recognizing something as sin is, is really the first step. And um, and a lot of people, it's amazing. Um, I, I've talked with people who have who have sin in their lives, things that the Bible clearly categorizes as sin. Mm-hmm. And they never heard in their life that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and some of these things you'd be like, no one ever, you know, I'm, I'll use stealing, you know, as an example. Like, yeah. I never heard stealing was wrong. But yeah. there, there are things in, in our world where people oh, yeah. actually have never heard that, that, especially in a world now that, you know, absolute truth is not in existence. Everything's relative. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are pushing back on sins and so forth. And just to point those things out is is like, yeah, I never really thought about that. Yeah. And I kind of get where you're meaning by like, it has to be a close relationship because if you start with the question of like, do you agree with God? Like, and if, if they don't, then you can sit down together and like look through his word right. or pray about it together and like start to bring light to that. Right. That uh, you know, I, I really think it's... um you got to build a long enough relationship with somebody where they are willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I call it earning their ear is kind of how I refer to it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, too many people want to point out people's sin who they don't have a relationship with. And, uh, and I, there's an old catchphrase or something like people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so it's it. that kind of idea. So I think that's really the baseline for that. And then, you know, based on the relationship, then you'll know how to res- respond to because, yeah. you know, there are friends I have who want me to like come at it straight. Yeah. There are guys who want me to like, <laughs> let's, let's, Dance Let's around. have this study today, and you bring up a study that you know kind of lets them discover it without ever having to to directly, yeah, kind of talk about it. Yeah. So is that something that you hope? You know, we talked about us being the saints to, to hear the followers of Jesus, the believers' manual. Um, the saints being able to do that with each other, like obviously with ourselves. I think a lot of the sermon was focused on like, okay, how do you do it? But we also want to be trying to progressively sanctify one another yeah well we are responsible for one another that's one of the yeah. one of the really tough things of being in the church um you know and and that's not going to be like the whole church responsible for everybody you know I, i've actually been in a conversation with with a individual this week um who has asked me like will you be hold me accountable. Will you walk through me with this? I'm having some struggles with X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, is there a way that you can help me with that? And so they've invited me in. Mm. Um, you know, and I have a person in my life that that I open up all my doors to, and yeah. like you know, like you can call me on the carpet about anything. And so I invite them in. Mm. And so I think finding that, and that's really part of the essence of the cord idea. What we really want—that's the level we want cords to get to. Yeah. Like. You're not going to feel comfortable with a hundred people talking to you like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just—I mean, that's just the reality of human. But if you had two or one or mm-hmm. three that you could like really share with, then then we would see some really strong discipleship development. Yeah, awesome. Most of us spend our time hiding from one another instead oh, yeah. of opening up to one yeah. another. <laughs> so the cords be prepared to be forced open <laughs> like a nut. <laughs> um, and that's kind of funny. You basically answered the other question I had if and how critical is fellowship um, with other believers when we want to renew ourselves? Like, do you think that we can have like success in overcoming a sin if, if we just try to do it on our own? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it likely? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, that we've talked about this a number of times that turned in on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to cut yourself more slack than anybody that cut you. You're going to accept all your justification when other people won't accept your justification. You're going to l- accept your lies. You're going to, you know, you're going to yeah. like, Oh, I'm the only one. You'll let yourself get away with stuff that no one else, that other people won't let you get away with, yeah. you know? And, um, and so, we're we're really not designed to be lone ranger christians i mean really god's design i mean there there's a there's a passage within the scriptures that i think we often overlook the entirety of and so it's in the creation story and and god is making everything and it's it is good it's good it's really good it's good it's good it's good it's really good really good really good you know it's just all this goodness and, and creation and perfection and then there's this verse it is not good mm. and what is it not good for man to be alone alone yeah. that's right but see we couch all that in oh that's marriage but i, I think it's a lot more than it's marriage yeah, i mean it, it it is marriage it is that but there's a lot of people who aren't married mm-hmm. and, and it's not good for them to be alone either. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, um, as I've, as I've, we've talked about this a little bit, as I've recouched 
what the church is doing, the call of discipleship, the Great Commission, as I've re-examined that in light of creation and the original commands. Mm-hmm. It's not good for man to be alone. Go forth and multiply. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. those kind of ideas. When I see that that the call of the church is we're not to be alone. You're, yeah. you're part of a called out assembly. You belong to the body of Christ. You belong to one another. You are your brother's keepers. I mean, all these concepts that are laid out in the beginning of the Bible, the church is fulfilling those. And we're supposed to be going forth and multiplying, making mm-hmm. more people in right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so that aloneness is bad. And mm-hmm. it's particularly bad for people in a relationship, right relationship with God. We were called to be the intent was culture. The intent was community from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, go make a whole bunch of people that are going to worship and be with me together, mm-hmm. you know, and. And I, I was just recently talking about somebody else, and uh, the, we were having a baptism discussion, and they had a particular, you know, way. And I was like, the only problem is baptism is a communal thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just want to get baptized on their own somewhere. They're embarrassed. They're, they're, uh, I had a lady who one time was terrified of water. You know, and 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 she was overweight, and so she was very self-conscious, and so mm-hmm. she didn't want. And I'm like, yeah, but this is a community event. This is this you come into the community. The community rallies around this. You yeah. know, there's a communal aspects of that, and it's not just I do these things by myself and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. It's just it's hugely important. That's funny. Like uh, my husband and I actually had that same conversation. Like about baptism like uh, what if you just get baptized by your like by yourself just you in the past <laughs> so cool we answered that um <laughs> <laughs> that's my opinion anyway yeah. it's it's our, our togetherness is can't be stated enough yeah it's exceptional it's very helpful um a quote from the sermon is that you had was we don't live life not doing things we live life doing things and you talked about the steps to repenting are to recognize, renew, replace, and repeat. So just bear with me for a second. Okay. I'm going to tell a quick personal story sure. about how I kind of noticed without realizing that those like R's are kind of what happened. Um, so I was struggling with a relational sin and I like, kept failing over and over again for, for years. And it was something I wanted to stop doing, but I just like felt weak and like I was almost ready to give up. And so just first recognizing, I feel like, I felt guilt and I kept studying God's word to see like, is this a sin? And then to renew, I, I was, um, attended a church where there was a speaker that came and she wrote the book called Amazon girl dare to dream. And she was talking about how, instead of trying to pursue this thing that is just very strongly tempting you just replace that thought renew that thought with like how much you love and desire God. Like, Mm. do you love and desire him more than this thing that you are being tempted by? And then, so for the replacement step, I got out of that relationship that was sinful. And then for repeating, I got back into that relationship, (laughs) (laughs) got back out of that relationship and then marry the best man ever. So (laughs) just, so you replaced him finally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, it was cool. That was what I thought about when you were talking about those four steps and just being renewed. I didn't feel victory until I started to think about how much do I love God? Like, how much does he mean to me over this 
like strong temptation that I have. And it was just, yeah. Just a yeah. And, and that is really the bedrock of repenting is the mind game. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you study the word that's usually translated repent, it really means change your mind. Mm. And, and, and so our thinking always drives our behavior. Mm. And so until we change the way we think about things, behavior usually doesn't follow. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that, that is the bottom line. That's where it starts. Yeah. So and just like, I don't know if there's anyone listening online who might feel like they're in that place, but I definitely needed someone to tell me that like replace it with a different mm-hmm. thing. And like, I felt very encouraged by your sermon because I didn't feel victory until that happened. But anyways. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. And then another um, verse that you quoted in the sermon was first Corinthians ten thirteen, which is no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. So this kind of goes back to the personal story though. Why did I feel like I was unable to bear the temptation at one point? Do you have any idea? Um, because you didn't want to stop. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> getting back into the relationship. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you hadn't changed your mind yet. Yeah. You know, like this is the road I really, I really want to be on this road, mm-hmm. right? you know, and God gives us, you know, I think I use the example of kind of like driving down the freeway kind of thing. There's mm-hmm. a, there's plenty of off ramps, Yeah. but like, no, nah, this road is getting me where I want to go. Yeah. And so I'm just going to stay on this road. And until you, until your mind changes, like, where this road is taking me isn't where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get on a different road. Mm-hmm. That's when you take. And so when you can realize the destination, you change your mind about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when you start to take the, I mean, it's really the thing. And, and so what, what, what we really find out is I would I often say like, there's a one-to-one corollary between belief and behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best way to know what you really believe on your in your heart is to look at your behavior, mm-hmm. and uh, because you're always going to act out the true self. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus even talks about that, right? You know, mm-hmm. out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Kind mm-hmm. of idea he talks about that, and so it's and the Bible makes it clear we can deceive ourselves. Like we can. You know, if James says it and James says this would be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only who, you know, and you kind of deceive yourself. And so if you really want to know what you believe, don't, it's not what you say so much. Oh, I believe this and I believe that. I mean, we can all say we believe, I can believe I'm Superman, Mm -hmm. you know, but till I climb on the roof and jump off, it's clear that I don't think I'm Superman. Yeah. You know, you know, (laughs) that would be another deception. But, (laughs) but the, but the point is that our behavior really shows us what's in our heart. Yeah. And I don't know if this is related, but like, I feel like during that time, I felt like I was struggling to juggle all of these promises of God just to throw them out there. First John three, six, which is everyone who remains in him does not sin, but everyone who sins has not seen or known him. And another one would be second Peter three, nine, which comes from the scripture coordinates, just encourage people to look at those, um, is the Lord does not delay his promise as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting you to perish, but all to come to repentance. And like, those almost feel like they're headbutting to me where it's like, I want you to repent, but if you are practicing sin, then you don't know me. And it's just like, I don't know. I just felt struggled to juggle those. 
promises. Yeah, well, the the one who the one who uh, the first one you read, the first John, first John three six, yeah, three six, yeah, yeah. That's where it's actually the best translation is not he who sins, he who is sinning, oh. and so it's it's what a, a participle is actually what that word is. Yeah. And so it's got the ing on the end mm-hmm. and this continual act of sinning. So it's not that you have sin in your life; yeah. it's the continuation of a particular sin. Right, that, right. And so that that what the Bible is teaching us is there's just real expectation is you might have sins in your life, mm-hmm. but there, that eventually that should be gone, done away with. That should be repented of. If you are for the rest of your life, keep doing this same thing, yeah. you keep on sinning. That's not, that's not okay. That's when you're, you're not a believer. That's, yeah. that's, and so that's where that translation. So that's why I changed the even the yeah. the wording of, of the sermon from repentance to repenting. Yeah. This this continual practice. Yeah. And so the Bible says you shouldn't keep sinning, but you should keep repenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. That, and that was a huge um, mind-boggling thing to me. I guess is when you explain that this isn't just like a one-time thing, a one-time commitment. It is something that needs to be done continually. So. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I think even celebrating the Lord's Supper is a good practice because mm. it should confront us with sin, reverence, and the need for continual repenting, you know, throughout the rest of our life. We always need the gospel for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the end of another episode of the 3D Disciple Podcast. Well done. You've taken another step into becoming an intentional disciple of Jesus, and that is no small feat. Don't forget, we really do want your questions. You can text us at 814-334-8426. We ask you to consider following the podcast. That way you can be notified every time a new episode drops. We invite you also to come and worship with us at 1030 a.m. on Sundays. You can join us at our Main Street campus, which is in downtown Clarion, located between the Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Or you can find our online campus on all the platforms like YouTube or Facebook by just typing in FBC Clarion. You can find everything else you need at fbcclarion.com. All the links are found in the description below. I want to take just a moment to thank Hannah, our host today, as well as Brianna, our director-producer behind the scenes. We'll see you next time as we take another step into following Jesus.